negative news can provide great investment opportunities, especially for investors with a strong stomach. Welcome to another episode of Millstone River Live, a podcast brought to you by Millstone River Wealth Management. Hi, Matt. How are you, Adam? I'm doing well. I'm excited to uh, discuss this topic today. Why is that? Um, well, I, th- I think it's uh, something that maybe isn't intuitive uh, to not only um, you know, clients of ours, but, but investors in general. And it has to do with you know, market perception of, of you know, negative news headlines, recessions, uh, and bear markets. You know, all of these things can have negative connotations and create fear in the minds of the average investor. In past podcasts, we've talked about how fear drives emotions, which can lead to investment mistakes. Moving out of the market at the wrong time can cause, you know, long-term damage to portfolio values. So today I thought I would ask you some questions regarding some of these headlines, investing in recessions and bear markets, and uh, get some facts behind it about, uh, you know, what the reality is and try to, you know, move the emotion out of the way uh, if we if, if we can. So we're going to try to dispel some myths. Exactly. Perfect. Better said, better said. I love to do that. <laughs> Where should we begin? Let's let's start with um, you know the you know headlines that you used to see in a newspaper, now we get on our phones 24/7. Um, you know news tends to be sensationalized and uh, often tries to get a reaction. Um, but bad news can believe it or not, sometimes create some great investment opportunities. So we, I believe, picked out six different major events uh, that occurred, um, you know, over the past, you know, multiple decades. And um, we're then going to look at, um, you know, after those events occurred, um, what was, you know, the investment performance like uh, over the next 10 years? Yeah. So this is actually, I think, eye-opening, and hopefully for our listeners, it will be as well. Um we plucked out six big headline events, as you said. These are the type of events that people will remember where they were when these things occurred, you know, that level of significance. And we consulted the Guide to Market Recoveries for 2023, which is produced by Capital Group for our source. And all of these returns are for the S&P 500, which I think is probably as good a benchmark as any. Um and what, what we are looking at here is what happened to the U.S. stock market in the 10 years following these bad events. So if we go back about 80 years, the big one was the bombing at Pearl Harbor. happened in December 1941. In the 10 years following Pearl Harbor, which had to be one of the darkest days of American history. Agreed? Agreed. Um, obviously it was before our time, but we've both studied it since then. And we understand a little bit about what happened, but in the 10 years following the bombing at Pearl Harbor, the U S stock market returned 16% a year. Wow. Probably not what most people would have guessed. If we were playing a game at a cocktail party and we went around asking people, I'd be willing to bet nobody would predict 16.2% annual return for the next 10 years. Uh, when the Sputnik was launched, obviously that's um, good news for some because it's progress and technology, but it was bad news for the U.S. because we were in a space race against Russia and 
it looked like we might have been losing. That happened in 1957, and the stock market here was up 12% a year for the next 10 years on average, and that's pretty significant. Another very dark day, which um, I think a lot of people remember where they were when they heard the news. I think a lot of uh, baby boomers today were school-age kids at the time. In 1963, when President John Kennedy was assassinated, uh, again, dark time in American history because he was looked at as an uplifting, motivating, inspirational type leader. Now, even to the people who didn't always agree with his politics, I think it's hard to argue that the country sort of rallied behind John Kennedy and the markets are up 7% a year following his uh, assassination. When uh, President Richard Nixon resigned in 1974, you know, it was the first time in history that we saw a president resign and leave office immediately. Uh, markets were up just about 13% on average for the next 10 years. Uh, Black Monday, you know, the joke about Black Monday was in 1987, um, the only Folks on Wall Street that could still put a deposit on a BMW were the pigeons. <laughs> it was thought that everybody went down after October 19th, 1987. But guess what? The S&P 500 averaged just about 19% a year for the next 10 years. And then most recently, uh, one of the big sort of crown jewels of the financial crisis was when Lehman Brothers officially went bankrupt. That was in September of 2008. And the markets rallied 11.7% a year on average for the next decade. So again, this was significant to see because these were big events. But, uh, but the markets rallied. They did well. It's not what you would think if you were watching the news. No, it really isn't. So we, I think it's fair to say that just because there's you know a scary headline, it doesn't necessarily translate to poor market performance. Um, let's switch over to recessions. Um, recessions, you know, create fear that, you know, the worst times are to, to come. Maybe you can talk a little bit about, um, you know, how that actually relates to, um, the equity markets. Yeah. So recessions do create fear. You're absolutely right. People are concerned about, uh, their jobs. They're concerned about the values of their homes or their retirement plans. Uh, they're concerned about whether, the uh, overall economy will be able to support them in the things that they would like to do. If you are a decision maker for a business, you might be concerned about whether you can retain all of your employees, whether you can spend money on the things that you need to do for growth. And, uh, uh, and all of that stuff, you know, has a cyclical effect in that these recessions come and go, but it's like a snowball when people are worried about the forthcoming recession. Uh, it means that the economy is, in fact, suffering. It needs people need to buckle down. You need to tighten your belt. It means that the um, economic data that's being put out is showing that things have been bad. But what we caution our clients to think about is remember that the economic data that we look at looks in reverse. It's things that have already happened. The stock market, however, looks ahead. It looks at what's coming down the pike. So as we are heading towards a possible economic recession, that's when we see the market take its downturn. But when we have gotten to that point where we can see what the recession might look like, 
that's when the market tends to rally. So when you go back historically over the last, say, 40 years or so, uh, and you look at our economic history, in five of the last six recessions that we've had here in the U.S., stock market moved upward following that period of time. And not only did it go up in five out of six times, it went up big time. It went up significant double digits. And as the economy improved, the stock market improved as well. But when you go back six months prior to the economy bottoming and take that point forward, according to FactSet, the S&P 500 rallies. So if you go back to the 1980-81 recession, the stock market followed it with a 16% return. 1982-83, 40% return. 1991-92, return. In 2008-2010, that was the financial crisis, 40% return. In 2020 and 2021, this, of course, had to do with the COVID pandemic, almost a 32% return. So we know that recessions are bad for the economy, but guess what? The stock market, historically, most of the time, will rally. Well, that's recessions. Let's now talk about bear markets. Yeah, the bear market, you know, we we talk in our industry about bulls and bears. Bulls are good, bears are bad. Um, So bear markets can be painful for an investor because it causes the market downturn, and then the result is the investor looks at their account value and they see that it's dropped. Um, That can be, you know, stomach churning, and some people use the expression, it's a roller coaster ride, but it causes emotions. It causes people to make poor decisions as a result of those emotions. But we know on the other side of the bear market are where some of the best stock market returns occur. So if you go back the last nearly 100 years and you look at the five deepest bear markets uh, in the year following that bear market, the average return for the U.S. stock market, 71%. Wow. It's amazing, right? If you go out two years, three years, four years, five years, It's similar results. It's almost always a double-digit positive return. Now, we get this data from Capital Group and their guide to market recoveries, just like I cited earlier. And the data, I think, should be dispelling what is commonly held as a myth, uh, which is that bad news, bad markets, bad economies mean bad returns. They do mean that when things are churning up. They do mean that when markets are uncertain about what the future might look like. But once we have a picture, even if it's a negative one, we can see that the data bear out. History has proven time and again, stock markets will rally. So how do you suggest investors um, handle the, the headlines, bear markets, recessions, in order so that they can, you know, accomplish what they set out to do in terms of their long-term goals. Well, if you're a client of mine and you're listening to this podcast, then you've already heard me say, stop watching cable news. And I say that to everybody, and it doesn't matter what channel you tune to, whether it's Fox News or MSNBC or CNN or any of the others. I think what these uh, news programs do is they incite emotion. That's what they set out to do. They get everyone all whipped up and upset. But if you look at it logically, and if you use history as a guide, what we can tell you is that these long-term returns that we see in the stock market are achieved by staying disciplined and shutting out that noise. Stop listening to it. It's noise. 
We did an episode on this very podcast recently talking about our investment philosophy. And one of those points was don't follow the news headlines. It's not to say don't listen to the news or don't follow what's going on in the world around us. It's just to say don't use that as information for decision-making when it comes to your investments. It's just simply not helpful. And if anything, it does just the opposite. It makes us make bad choices. Negative news does not always mean negative markets. And in fact, often we've seen some of the greatest returns uh, as a result of that. One other thing I would add to it is, you know, we talk about the emotion of this very often. And it is very difficult to want to stay invested during difficult times. But we know that putting cash to work in the market can be difficult. Staying invested when you're already invested can be very difficult. We know this. And it's not to minimize those emotions. But if you can shut out that noise, reduce the amount of emotional decision-making that you uh, take on when it comes to these investments, your portfolios will benefit. And guess what? You'll benefit in the end. It'll be better for everybody all around just by doing that. That was great. So I, w- I would just sum up by saying, you know, there's probably two takeaways from our discussion today. One is, you know, negative news creates fear, but it doesn't necessarily create negative markets or negative returns in your portfolio. And secondly, negative news has historically provided great investment opportunities. But if you have a strong stomach and can, you can stay invested, you can remain in the market and shut out the noise around us to do what's right for the portfolio, more often than not, you will prevail. Thanks for listening. We really hope that this was a helpful episode of Millstone River Live. You're encouraged to share it with someone that you think might benefit and to contact us if you have questions. Thanks for paying attention. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Millstone River Live. Feel free to share it with someone you think might benefit. Millstone River Wealth Management is an independent wealth management firm based in New Jersey. We form a supportive partnership with our clients and help with financial education and planning. We welcome your feedback. Send comments or questions to podcast at millstone-river.com. More information about our firm can be found online at millstone-river.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.